You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. With Dean Ungler, Halen Miller Keys, and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an all new episode of Help! We suck at being newlyweds. My name is Dean Ungler. I'm joined by Tom Cruise's body double, Jared Haben, over there in Newport, Hello. Rhode Island. The what unofficial queen of the world is sitting next to me, Kaylin <laughs> Miller Bell. Um, oh. And we have a very, very special guest today, a guest that Kaylin, Kaylin gets excited for this podcast every week and she gets excited for our guests every week, but she has never been this excited, myself included. I'm a big fan of the show. Kaylin loves Summer House, loves Winter House, which I think they only did one season of. No, it's still going on. Okay. Okay. Still going on. (laughs) We have the incredible Lindsay Hubbard joining us, the star of the show. You've You've been on, you're one of the few that's been on every season, right? Of Summer House. Yeah. Well, there's like four the of you guys. There's like a core, Day I guess. one OG. Yes. We're so happy to have wow. you. Welcome Ka- to the podcast. Okay. There's so many things I just already want to comment on. Kaylin, first of all, thank you for being such a a supporter of and course. a hub house stan. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Tom Cruise body double. That can't be true. It's Is true. It Look true? at him. No, no, no that's way. very sweet though. Of course not. Are you out of your mind? Do you think... Uh, I mean, it's the sweetest thing Dean's ever said to me, but I don't know why the hell he said it. Just because I'm a big Tom Cruise guy. Do you have like a nice butt or something? Oh, yeah. He's got <laughs> a 10 Tom out of 10 butt does, for Does sure. Tom have a nice ass? It's Tom Cruise. No, I, he has a body double for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have seen that picture. It's from Valkyrie. I'm sure if anybody has yeah. seen that meme of Tom Cruise's the butt. And it's ginormous. And it's definitely not his. Wow. Well, okay. Well, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I want, I, I'm going to force Kaylin typically, uh, like how this podcast goes. It's Jared and I just talk out of our asses for about an hour and we don't make yep. any sense. Uh, we end up regretting everything we've done for the past hour. And Kaylin, with, who has the best insight, she's the most prepared, she's the smartest of us by far. We just talk over her all the time. So I think what we're going to try try to do is we're going to try to take it. She's a woman. So yeah, Yeah, she's probably the smartest one in the room here. (laughs) Well, she's definitely the smartest one. Not even close. I mean, now that you're here, it might be more of a competition, but 
Um, and especially with you being such a big fan, I want you to run the show today. Yeah, I'm excited okay. to. I'm I'm obsessed with Summer House. I got Dean into it and we started watching together to the point where if I watched without him, he got upset. But he's so hard to watch shows with. So I've like, he hasn't seen last season. He was like, wait, Lindsay and Carl are together. I'm like, you've missed so much. Shock. <laughs> I was reading. A wait, you missed season six? I, I well, like Kaylin said, yes. I like get, I get like hyper fixated on a show. And uh, then that's like the one season you can't oh, miss. Okay. I have to go back <laughs> I was like, Don't spoil anything for I was, me. Yeah. I was like <laughs> at my top of top reality stardom. <laughs> it was so good. So good. Can and you this explain, season's great too. Can you explain how? How are you at what were you doing that elevated you so much? Well, I was last season I was I I shared some traumatic, you know, information about myself. Then I was like super single and like ultimately this, you know, under like not even undercover feminist, but I just was like I'm a very sex positive person, yeah. you know, so <laughs> you saw a lot of me being single. Nice. Um, and then um, I caused some drama. I got activated. <laughs> um, I was naked. I was clothed. I was drunk. I was barely sober. And then at the end of the season, all of a sudden something happened and Carl and I like something clicked in a different way that it's never clicked before. And then we started dating. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I gave you the best story arcs there was to give as a reality star. So you missed it. I okay? missed it. And I I'm was very disappointed in you. I was reading this rundown <laughs> and I was like, wait, Lindsay and Carl are together. And like, I obviously know who you two are. And I was like, there, this has to be wrong. This has to be like a typo or something like that. Because having watched, I think I watched up until season four, it just... I mean, it's great. I'm so happy for you guys, but I, I have to watch season six now to see the arc of the of the show and how it got to where it is now. Yeah, well, and season five, if you missed that one too. Yeah, I usually tell people if you don't have time to go back to season one, at least start at season four and then get to the present. Yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. This season is well, good too. Uh, yeah, this season is fine, but it's still entertaining. Um, but I did see that you went wedding dress shopping. So we are also engaged. We're like going through the same like wedding planning process. How was trying on wedding dresses? Um, okay, so first of all, I'm, I'm very lucky and blessed that one of my absolute best friends also lives in New York and she got engaged two weeks before me. Um, so we oftentimes go wedding dress shopping together, which to be honest, I don't know if it's better for, for me or worse for me because... <laughs> depending on like what her mood is or my mood or what what kind of bride I want to be or what kind of bride she wants to be we just we wind up like a different bride every time I go shopping probably like two to three times a week because we're in New York City and there's a lot of you know bridal shops around here big small you know individual brands or the ones that have like <laughs> every brand mm -hmm. um it's exciting it's fun it's probably the most exciting part about wedding dress shopping so far or or wedding planning so far because it's not a very exciting process like <laughs> for the biggest you know happiest moment of your life it sucks planning it yeah <laughs> it sucks to plan the happiest moment of your life <laughs> do you guys think that you'll be sad when you actually get the wedding dress because then it's over you're not shopping two to three times a week anymore um well, I mean, we'll always have an excuse to hang out with each other, my best friend and I. But, um, 
Yeah, I will. I'm going to have to then also unfollow all of the wedding dress brands yes. because there's no going back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm cutting it close at the moment. And I really have to make a decision by like the end of this week or beginning of next week because oh, geez. right now we're at like just shy of seven months until we get married. Oh, my goodness. Wait, so why do you have to make the decision so quickly? So unlike men, uh, <laughs> women have to, we have a longer lead time for uh, a, a, a dress. Mm. So they have to, once you choose a dress or however many dresses you choose, then they have to, you know, send it to production to actually make it at whatever, in whatever country, you know, they're going to make it in. A lot of times, like the, my top designers that I always gravitate towards are either Israeli or Australian. So they have to they have to put the dress into production in my size and my measurements and then make it and then ship it and then get it here. And then the alterations start eight weeks before your wedding. So you have you do usually three alterations and fittings. Um, and by the way, I kn- I knew none of this before this process. Like it's yeah. been, you know, a learning process. I got married. I didn't even know this. I, I uh, you know, it's sometimes sometimes it's most of the time really good to be a guy i think i did alterations probably about 72 hours before my wedding oh my god exactly. and they just like you know measured me up and little snip snip and little pinch pinch and there we go fitted nice. yeah you're done you're done um yeah so we you know for females like mm-hmm. i don't know about about you kaylin but obviously i'm gonna be on an extreme like workout plan and mm-hmm. you know eating healthy so my size now, which is when I have to order the dress, is probably not going to be the size when I get married in seven months. So that's why there's a lot of of alterations. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to know about wedding dress shopping? <laughs> oh, I will tell you. Um, here's the hardest part. And I don't know where you guys are getting married, but Colorado. Colorado. Okay, yeah. so depending on your location, it's like. What kind of bride do you want to be? Do you want to be the classic white traditional bride? Do you want to be the sexy, tight fitted, embellished bride? Do you want cleavage? Do you want to be more covered up? Do you want strapless or sleeves or straps? Do you want tulle or, uh, you know, a big ball gown? Do you want a train? Do you want a veil? Do you want lace? Do you want, I mean, it is. It's never ending. And this is why I go two to three times a week because <laughs> I'm every type of bride. I'm like, I don't know. I want a jumpsuit. How I told, about that? I told Kaylin I wanted her to wear a baby blue dress and I would wear an orange tuxedo. I think that would be. Oh, like Dumb and Dumber? Is your wedding going to be televised like Amanda and Kyle? Um, From what I hear, yes, the cameras will be there. Um, Obviously, we're not quite there yet. We have to get through. The rest of this season of Summer House airing, and then we can start thinking about next season. Um, but our wedding's in November in Mexico, nice. so um, you know, I obviously was like, okay, like I'm not getting married in the summertime or in the Hamptons. How are you going to figure this out? Um, so I think they'll figure it out, and they'll probably just put it at the the tail end of next season. Well, and pardon my ignorance too, but I need to know this question. So did you just get engaged and it hasn't aired yet, right? Like we haven't been able to see it on, on Summer House? 
Yeah, it should be coming up. It's probably one of okay. the only highlights for me on this season. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God, which by the way, some people tried to ruin for me and I was not having that. And so you can just, you, you, I guess you can come out and say you're engaged because at least how it works on The Bachelor a lot of times, don't you have to keep it a secret? And then once it airs, you can then like tell everyone that you're engaged? Yeah, but it was leaked. Like we got engaged on a beach and then he surprised me with a an engagement party at a restaurant. Nice nearby and so from the moment we got engaged to getting to that restaurant let's just say it was like an hour to an hour and a half in between yeah it was already leaked what? the media instagram it was it was everywhere and i'm like on the drive after getting engaged i'm calling our publicist like you need to get ahead of this i don't know what's going on it's already leaked people are like texting me i had friends texting me is it true and i'm like what like it's 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 been an hour. That's insane. <laughs> what do you think the culprit is? Do you think someone saw it and then leaked it, or do you think someone in your inner circle must have known? Or ah, uh, no, I think it was someone on the beach yeah, when it happened. Right. Um, you know, especially in the Hamptons, yeah. right? Like, if you're in the Hamptons and you see cameras, you're probably gonna assume this is Summer House, and then you see mm. who it is on Summer House, and you're like, oh. Sh and then you're like, oh, it's Carl and Lindsay, and he's down on one knee. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a validating experience, though. You know, it's like a lot of people found out you were engaged before you were able to tell anyone you were engaged. It must be interesting. But can you yeah. can you share any um, snippets from the engagement? I'm curious to hear how Carl did it. Um, <laughs> You know, I am a Florida girl. I grew up on a boat fishing with my parents and obviously at the beach. Um, so for me... As long as we were close to the water, I think, you know, that was what he was going for. So he proposed on the beach. It was a it was a beautiful picnic setup, And then um, and it was just the two of us. And of course, like 20 crew members and a bunch of cameras, and you know, all the production. But yeah, just the two of us. And um, and then we got in the car and we went to one of my favorite restaurants in the Hamptons called Dockers, which is on the water. It's mm. beautiful. Um, and yeah, and he had surprised me um, with with having my parents there. And it was I I kept trying to like FaceTime my parents like immediately on that car ride. And he got so lucky because there is terrible service in the Hamptons. So I was like, ah, oh, I don't have any service. He's like, just wait till we get to Dockers. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we get to Dockers and I saw my parents and I absolutely lost oh, my nice. shit. I just like, I could not handle it. I like, they had never been to the Hamptons before. So it was a nice touch. And then there was like a, a you know, a handful of friends that came in from New York City and stayed for the night to yeah. celebrate with me that's great so he obviously took a traditional approach and asked your father for permission i would assume at least he did it was not on camera but yeah he he did and and my parents you know you know you know whenever you call your parents and you're just never talking to one of them they're always on speakerphone mm -hmm. with each other and you're talking to mm -hmm. both of them at all times so yeah and they they of course gave their blessing and um yeah, it was really, I'm so glad he did that. Cause I know, you know, some people don't, but my dad's kind of a traditional guy, mm -hmm. you know, even yeah. though I'm <laughs> not traditional, yeah. 
at all, my dad is. I'm sure he so appreciates it a it lot more. It was a nice touch. Yeah. For sure. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, 
if someone presented this program to me and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see the proposal coming? Were you like, he's acting weird. This is definitely happening. No, you guys, there was some crazy stuff that happened like two days before we wound up like in the emergency room. Uh, you'll have to see that. I don't even know. I haven't even seen these episodes, so I don't know what, how much of whatever they're, they're playing out, but we, let's just say we had a little bit of, of an emergency and, um, uh, so I just was completely caught off guard. Like, I'm just like worried about, you know, Carl's health and, you know, making sure like we're all good and we didn't sleep at all. And then like Friday we stayed at a friend's house. We didn't even go to the summer house because I was like, I didn't sleep last night. Like I need to sleep. So we actually didn't even show up until Saturday morning and just, you know, filming as usual coming down from like all the adrenaline of being at the hospital and whatnot. So I just completely did not see it coming at all. What, um, what about like, how'd you guys talked about it at all? Like, did he know that you were ready to get engaged or was it like a total surprise? No. So um, I think it was like in May. It was pro I, I want to say probably shortly after I had frozen my eggs. He, um, he randomly asked me like, oh, so do you know what kind of ring you want? And I, I again, I was just like super surprised that he even asked that. And I short circuited and I was like, uh, cushion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, like I am just not one of those girls who's ever, you know, over anticipated my life. Like I never had a ring picked out. I never knew anything about diamonds. Um, so I called my friend and jeweler. She does, she lends out a lot of diamonds for, uh, you know, everyone who goes on Watch What Happens Live, you know, from all the Bravo shows. So uh, her name is Nicole Rose. And I was like, okay, Nicole, I have no idea. He asked me what kind of diamond I want. I don't know anything about diamonds. Like I don't understand clarity and shapes and stones. And I'm like, I just, I don't know what I want. And he asked me and now I'm like freaking out a little bit. So I went and educated myself. And then I was like, okay, can you just go talk to this girl? Like just talk to her and then you guys figure it out. And that was literally the only time we'd ever talked about anything, never heard anything about it ever again. And that yeah. was in May. So I just wasn't really like expecting anything at all. Like we haven't spoken about this. Then we wind up in the hospital and then boom, we're getting engaged. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whiplash. <laughs> That's amazing. I love Nicole. She's done a couple of our our um, pieces and she reached out to Dean right after you got engaged and she's like I just did Lindsay's ring would love to do your ring oh. yeah uh, wait wait so when did you guys get engaged October oh nice so just and then when is your yeah. wedding no yeah. Uh, September. Uh, uh, yeah September sometime in the September. fall winter <laughs> September so we had a oh good for you you year. got engaged 
two months after me and you're getting married one month before me. Yes, good for we you. beat you. Ha, 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 <laughs> no, good. I mean, everyone's going to beat me at this point. I do remember Nicole. It's, I do remember her reaching out and I was like, ooh, yeah, this is my opportunity to save a couple bucks on the ring. And then I just like forgot to respond or something like that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Classic. Classic <laughs> Dean. Classic move. Dean. Um, but so you like the ring that he picked out for you then? Oh, I love it. Can we I see? love it. It's it's like it's just it's so beautiful. I think that first oh, night beautiful. it's three stones. Yeah, nice. Two little two little stones on the side. I, I think the first night I just didn't sleep at all and stayed up and stared at my ring the entire night. And then as soon as his eyes opened, I was like, Are we broke? <laughs> <laughs> Well, at That's least now amazing. you got something to leverage if you ever need to like put a down payment on a house or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll just you know downgrade the ring and upgrade the the living quarters. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, I've got some questions. Okay, so Carl, I've always been a Carl Stan. He's always been one of my favorite people to watch on the show. He favorite very famously has entered into like a sobriety phase of his life, right? How has that been for you as his partner? Um, I, I think I see here that you you went sober with him for about half a year, but you still just drink occasionally now. How has that been from your perspective in, in regard to him? And, I, and by the way, sober Carl is the best version of Carl, obviously. He's he's incredible, man, um, especially when he's sober. So, you know, that, I think that's definitely great. How do you support him in that? And then how has that been for you? Like, it, you know, just in terms of like learning curve. Yeah, totally. Um, So the, when we had just started dating, it was around October of 2021. And he got, he had stopped drinking in January of 2021. So he was only about like 10 months, almost to a year. And he was like pretty adamant that, you know, before he does anything in a relationship that he, he gets to his one year of sobriety. I think that's what they, they, they teach you in AA. Um, but then by like the end of November, you know, he was kind of, he just came to me and he was like, look, like I'm struggling with my sobriety. It's the holidays. You know, it's my first holidays, um, you know, not drinking and not being like with, you know, having lost my brother and I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that. And, and I was like, okay, um, well, let's just do it together then. And we're going to get through the holidays and we're going to get to your one year anniversary of your, you know, sober anniversary together. Nice. Like side by side, you know, and by that point it was only, you know, his one year or his, his sober anniversary mm -hmm. is January 8th. So it's only, I really only committed to like a month and a half, so. but then we got there and I was like, oh, I look so good. I feel <laughs> so good. And cherry on top, I get to support my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, plus we were in that honeymoon phase where we really only were, we were just traveling all over and, um, we were just, we were together a lot. So, um, uh, so yeah, so I wound up, you know, ultimately going five months and then I, we were in Florida for Easter. So about a year ago, we were in Florida and, and I was with my aunt and I was like, oh man, I kind of just like really want to have a glass of wine with Aunt Rhonda, you know, like that's our thing. And I don't get to see her that often. So um, that was the start of me drinking again. And then I wound up in LA, you know, filming a commercial and hanging out with a bunch of girlfriends. 
Um, it's been an interesting process. You know, I think sobriety is an individual journey for everyone. Um, and, you know, it's something that shouldn't be judged, although unfortunately our our wonderful castmates uh, don't understand that exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, shocking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, for me, I just, it's a learning curve in the sense of like, I don't know, like, unless he educates me how best to, mm. you know, support him. I can take guesses like, okay, you know, I won't drink in the house or I won't have my girlfriends over. I'll go hang out with them outside of the house because I like to drink wine with my girlfriends or, you know, over summer, for example, last summer, a lot of times I would start, you know, I would drink Bud Zeros with him and like non-alcoholic beers uh, and and make sure that he felt comfortable mostly at like our bigger party settings, just trying to, you know, help him not feel alone mm-hmm. um, because everyone else is like drunk around him, for example. Mm-hmm. So it was stuff like that. And and like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely it has its challenges because. It's two different lifestyles. You know, I don't suffer from the same type of addiction that Carl does where his, you know, one drink leads to another, leads to another, leads to an all night, leads to wanting to party and not sleep. You know, that doesn't happen to me. Like I have some wine and I just want to gossip with my best girlfriends or, you know, watch a movie. Um, So it's definitely... It has its challenges because, you know, I want to I want to maintain my lifestyle because of that's what's true to me. But also he needs to maintain his lifestyle. And, you know, it's just a constant communication trying to to ensure that we're both respecting our separate lifestyles. Yeah. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer 
than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And this was your first season kind of like with Carl, right? Like first full season with Carl? being together yeah so the, it was your first yeah. season kind of limiting drinking how what was the difference this season versus like previous um as far as the drinking aspects well just I just it just seems so drinking centric summer house you know it seems like people are partying yeah. all day long yeah they are um but you also, you know, there are plenty of people on the show that don't drink mm-hmm. a lot. Like Sierra does not drink a lot at all. Paige doesn't drink a lot. Um, you know, there's there's people who <laughs> who just don't really drink a lot. But I guess, you know, I'm the one who is always under the microscope because I'm trying <laughs> to, you know, support my boyfriend who's sober. Um, and now it's like trendy. It's it's honestly like you know gen z hates Mm -hmm. alcohol they think it's just so sloppy and disgusting they would rather smoke weed and do mushrooms and like Mm -hmm. 
you know, they just think that alcohol <laughs> is like, ugh, like, ew, I right. can't yeah. believe you do that. You know what I mean? So now that it's on trend, it's like cool to be sober. But when I was doing it for a, a bigger purpose, it was like, <laughs> yeah, what is she doing? I well, can't I did, believe so it. So I did you four know? seasons of Bachelor uh, across a couple of years. The first three, I was blacked out for basically every single episode, every single day. <laughs> and the very fourth one stayed sober. I was only like a week long of filming, but I stayed sober for it. And look, and it led to this girl. So I do think that there is a lot more yeah. to be proud of when you're staying s- sober. And like you, you know, like you said, you're not getting super wasted or anything like that. But it does feel like you have a lot more control. I remember I used to be so like worried and anxious about what was going to air because I don't necessarily remember it. Yeah. And so coming out of it sober, I was like, oh, I know. I remember saying that. I remember doing that. And I was like, oh, what a pleasant surprise. Like I should have done this (laughs) from the get go. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You look better. Like even now I'm like, oh my God, especially like a direct comparison of season six, Lindsay, to this season. I'm like, I look so much better like like just physically and like skin and hair makeup whatever um you and do, then you do look radiant I, had, I have to say you look you look very good that's just my highlighter thank you <laughs> um um but yeah like winter house season one was just i was an absolute disaster and also winter house is just a completely different animal to begin with like that is drinking around the clock party all day party all night filming around the clock um which is probably the reason for all the drinking around the clock and it's just embarrassing it is so embarrassing and especially like i'm 36 now i don't need to be sloppy drunk dancing on tables and going out until 4 a.m yeah like i have like other things that i need to focus on you know like getting married and then having kids yeah (laughs) Is that why you guys didn't do um, Winter House last season? Because you guys um, just popped in, right? We, yeah, we just popped in. I mean, I, and at that time, that was part of my like five months of not drinking. Mm. So, you know, we we wound up just going for like a Monday to Wednesday. And, and you know, you don't, and then I was, I would say like, you know, people become more boring when they're sober, right? Because that's like the idea. But I wound up being the topic of the entire season. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I was only there for two days. <laughs> um, Yeah, I guess I guess it just it's yeah, no, but yeah, that's why. And we didn't film this season either. Like they just filmed Winter House uh, from March in March for, mm. you know, two and a half weeks. We weren't there. Just doesn't. I think they want like single people who will get drunk and hook up. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what they want. And at this point in time, like we're not single and we're not going to hook up with anyone and probably, you know, not hook up with each other on camera. Although <laughs> I notoriously am the one person on this show that has always hooked up on camera and they should all be thanking me because <laughs> I'm like, no one else hooks up around here. Summer house is the house that Lindsay built. Yeah. Even hard at work. And maintain. Yeah, yeah. And maintain. Do you ever find it interesting dating? Well, now that you're engaged to Carl, I guess, but like, you know, you've seen him be single. He's seen you be single. You guys have hooked up with friends and, and all that stuff. Is there any like, awkwardness amongst the group and i ask because you know bachelor is a lot of the same where uh you know 
Kaylin's made out with some of my friends. Oh my god! <laughs> I made out with some of her friends. You know, it's 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 awkward. Dean, do you want to talk about it? Like, how, do you, how does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. I like you. Kaylin can make out with whoever she wants before me. I totally am okay with it. as long as he doesn't make out with anyone now. I I don't, could care less. Um, did, was it ever uncomfortable for you guys in the house in regards to that at all? <clears throat> um, I think watching last season was really, really uncomfortable because we would watch it together and I was single on season six and he was single and we were both dating other people and or making out and or hooking up. And it was just like, oh, God. And we had we had just, you know, we'd been dating and now we're watching ourselves be single. And he was very good at, be, you know, just reminding me and reminding us that you know we're in a different place now that was so long ago you were in a different place i was in a different place and you know this is the present so that was very awkward um like extremely awkward but um yeah now not really because there's no one in the house that i've like hooked up with or made out with after after the first boyfriend everett i tried to like date outside of the house for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> um and luckily none of those people are in our lives yeah so that's true that's good yeah well back to wedding planning what is the most like what are you most excited about to be married to carl that was a weird way to ask that but what are you most excited about um um i think i'm really excited excited to start the process of trying to get mm-hmm. pregnant um I well you for- said you froze your eggs right yeah so i did guys, yes you have plenty of time because so my wife Jared, is- i'm so glad you're awake i, I yeah, thought welcome. you were like <laughs> daydreaming well, no, over there <laughs> i'm not i'm here but i know that kaylin is a big fan of summerhouse so i don't want to speak over her especially how dean introed us in the podcast that we talk over <laughs> so i was like i want to make sure that kaylin you know if there was because I watch Summer House, but I know Kaylin's a big fan and, and Dean watches as well. So, like, if there was a, somebody from a show that I was, like, a diehard fan of, I would hate if Dean, like, kept talking over me. Because I'd be like, Dean, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I want to talk to him. I have questions to ask. For the record, I also talk over her. So, I just wanted to... It wasn't just you. It was, a, yeah. it was us. I've thing. never had a chance to speak so, this much on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure Kaylin, you know, gets to talk to the, you know, a fan of the show that she is. So, anyway... I'll chime in now because now we're talking about wedding and stuff like that. So you said you're 36. You froze your eggs. My wife is 35. Um, and we have a child and we're going to go for number two at some point soon. But she's a little worried uh, because technically speaking, it would be a uh, geriatric. What is it? Geriatric Geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. At 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. But I guess technically speaking, it would be. So that was smart for you to freeze your eggs. So you guys can... I mean, right? If am I right where you can kind of start trying at any point and you don't have to worry too much about that? Um, well, I mean, listen, the hope and dream is that the eggs that I froze I never have to use. Oh, I would okay. love I would love to um I would love to have a natural pregnancy for however many times I can naturally get pregnant and have a baby. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. If let's just say, you know, I get pregnant 
after the wedding, I'll be 37. You know, maybe I'll have a baby by 38. And then let's say by 39, I want to get pregnant again, but maybe my eggs have depleted and it's a lot harder. At least I have a reserve of eggs um, that I can dip into at that point for the second or third one, if ever I would, if ever I were to be so lucky. Um, so yeah, I mean, egg freezing is so very interesting. And I, I, you know, I have so much to say on the topic of fertility and in general, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I started questioning and looking deeper into my specific fertility after I had a miscarriage and, um, was just, you know, like, oh my God, like typical, you know, for most women, I I was like, something's wrong with me. Like, why did I have a miscarriage? And, you know, you feel that shame. And I started looking into it. And luckily, once I tested my AMH levels, I found out that I had the eggs of a 28 year old as a 35 year old, which was very, very lucky. But there's, I have some of my, (laughs) well, I have a lot of theories on that as well. Um, What's but my theory? mom, yeah, well, oh, my theory is that I, okay, this is, this is so <laughs> awkward, but whatever, I'm like an open book. Love so it. my theory is that I didn't get my period until I was 18, oh, wow. which is very, very, very late. Most, most girls are like 12, mm-hmm. 13, especially now. So there's something in the water that everyone's hitting puberty mm-hmm. earlier and they are like 13 going on <laughs> like 25. Right. Um, so I got my period very late. And what happens when a female menstruates every single month is we drop we drop an egg. Mm-hmm. So you lose an egg every month. Let's say that's 12 eggs a year. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, extra eggs because I wasn't dropping them for so many years. And I got my period so late in life. Yeah. That's my uh, theory. But that's like, that, is, that seems like a pretty concrete theory. That, seems, that does make that sense seems to like, me solid science almost i mean this i listen i'm no doctor and there's not a doctor that told me that's the reason why i was just you know trying to use logic in my reasoning as to why maybe i got lucky with you know a good supply of eggs yeah you know what else i found out jared women and i don't know if you found this out when you're when you're with your wife but women um we are born with all of our eggs inside of us. So mm. that is that is our supply of eggs for the rest of our lives, whatever we're, we're born with. Men, you develop sperm once you hit puberty. That's when you get all your sperm. Mm. Okay. That's why you guys can shoot sperm that. until you're like 70. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really too familiar with the whole uh, human anatomy type of things, but that is that is. Interesting. I wasn't either. Yeah, I wasn't either until I really started looking into it. Dude, that's so unfair. It's just unfair that men can just have that. It really oh, yeah. is. No, it is. Like, I have some friends. It's so okay, stupid. so I have friends who like, you know, the the women had plenty of mm. eggs and they were great and viable and mature and ready to go, but the male's sperm wasn't mobile. So mm. then she mm. wound up having to do IVF and it was just like it's really hard on your body. And she's like, It's it's not even my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, so and then I have other friends who are just really, really struggling. Um, and like some of my best friends right now who are trying to get pregnant and they're just really struggling because they don't have 
enough eggs. Like I have a girlfriend who actually did three egg retrievals. And when they went to go de-thaw them and thaw them out to, to, you know, hopefully create an embryo, um, they didn't survive the thawing out process. So none of those eggs were viable. And now she's having to go back, you know, for more retrievals to hopefully find one to do IVF. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a journey. And then there's, you know, I, I actually just started partnering with this charity called uh, chick mission and chick mission. They help um, women who are recently diagnosed with cancer. They help them preserve their fertility. So imagine, you know, you get this, you know, awful, traumatizing and devastating news that you have cancer and not only do you have to figure out what stage and what type of treatment you want to use um to help with you know curing your cancer Mm -hmm. um but now you have to worry about your fertility Mm. you know and and like what do you do like if you get radiation or chemo you it it affects your fertility. So now you have to go freeze your eggs, but now that's another 10 to $15,000 that you have to spend. And you're already now having to spend so much money trying to, you know, treat your cancer. So, um, check mission is a really great charity. I'm actually, um, I'm doing like a series of, of workout classes at Barry's, uh, camp. And the proceeds go to Chick Mission. Nice. That's Amazing. awesome. That sounds yeah. incredible. We had um so there's this local Patriot player. His name is Joe Andrewsy, and he came to we had a coffee shop and he so to so anyways, a former Patriot player, he had cancer and his wife had cancer as well. They started a foundation called the Joe Andrewsy Foundation, which is very similar, where they raise money to help fund for uh when you are diagnosed with cancer, you have to go through chemo and pay for the medical pills. They help pay for your household bills like gas and electrics on and so forth. But it is crazy because he was saying a few words in front of the public about it. And the first thing he said, he's like, so you guys have a savings, you know, for a future house, for a car, you guys are saving money. Who has a savings for cancer? Mm. And it was like, yeah, he's like, you know, yeah, puts like, things yeah, into perspective be, for sure. He's like, for if you look around, technically speaking, 40% of people will be diagnosed so hmm. if you count to 10 people four out of 10 people will be diagnosed with cancer and who's saving money for that because it's going to cost a lot of money and then you talk about like you said like it does affect your fertility so now women have to worry about okay now i have to pay an extra money to freeze my eggs before i start going through chemo because i got to make sure that i, I want to I'm, I'm planning to survive and i want to have a family so right right Crazy. and and you have to make those decisions extremely quickly because you know if depending on the stage of cancer, you have to treat it within months and, you know, freezing your eggs or doing an egg retrieval. Like now all of a sudden you have to launch into that, like almost immediately get those eggs and then go into your treatment. Well, that means 40%. That means at least one of us four is going to have cancer. That is so sad. Thank you so much, Dean. It's probably going to be me. You guys, I'll take, I'll jump on this grenade for us. Um, (laughs) kind of, kind of tangential to what you guys are talking about. I've always been suspicious that I have low testosterone levels and I got my testosterone tested last week and it's normal. It's in normal range, but the range is from like 40 to 180 is normal. And I'm at like 49. (laughs) It's like very low normal. And I'm like, fine. Oh, okay. It's a low part of normal. Well, at least you got, well, at least it's still considered normal i don't even know what look I, yeah. I'll take, you're like a b minus bro i'll take low testosterone over cancer any day of the week but my point is Car- it just, carl had his testosterone uh checked as well and how is it how's carl's 
Uh, let me look up the numbers. Hold on. I'm, I'm searching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm searching for testosterone in my, my messages. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I hope something else pops up. That'd be entertaining. Oh, uh, could you imagine? <laughs> At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on 
you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What was yours, Dean? I don't understand. I'll pull up mine exactly. So mine was a free testosterone test, like the free testosterone His, in your body. And it was 56.2. And the low is 49. I don't know what the, any of this... He says that... Oh, wait. His, he said his total sperm count. That's oh. what he gave me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, What's his total sperm count? Yeah, let's get a number. <laughs> oh, well, let's get a okay, number for the Carla. Uh, okay, the average number of total sperm count is 39 million. Impressive. His was 106 wow. million. Wow, incredible. Oh, wow. Carl's killing the game. So he's got three times I mean, the amount of normal sperm swimming around. Yeah, I guess. Good for so him. That's and the and they're they're moving and swimming. So we got we that's these are all great things. I don't there's it, he basically just said no red flags um and nothing concerning. So hmm. We're both we're both pretty on track, which is good. Yeah, I feel, you guys are like above track. He's got like some superhuman sperm. You've got the yeah, eggs damn. frozen and ready to go <laughs> it, just in case. Hopefully, you don't even need them. I, I mean, judging by the 106 but million you're the eggs sperms, of a 28 year old anyway. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you guys. Well, not anymore. When I went to go, so I actually froze a year ago. It happened to be on Mother's Day. Um, when oh, I so tested, you have the eggs of a 29 year old. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's more like 33. Um, still, but still. I don't know. It's like terrifying the thought of having kids too. Yeah, right? Because you like what's you guys all of our friends. How many do you want to have? Well, if you ask him, he wants a basketball team, and I'm like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. First of all, like we would have had to have started at 18 years old if you wanted right. like five kids. Um, but uh, I mean, I'll take however many I can get. Two would be awesome. You know, three would be a cherry on top. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, kids are expensive and, you know, a lot of our, 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 our friends are young parents and they're just like, you know, they'll complain, 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 but then they'll be like, but I just wouldn't have it any other way. You yeah. know, I love them so much. Um, and also it's terrifying when you think about like technology and social media mm. and bullies um, and kids are just. It's tough sure. to be a kid right now, for sure. I always find yeah. it so funny when guys are so adamant about having a lot of kids. Why? Because yeah, I know, right? It's like, of course, it makes sense for a guy to want a lot of kids. They're going through zero <laughs> percent of the physical labor of having a child. Yeah. Like, I want you to be pregnant for what is that going to be? Uh, nine, eighteen, forty-five months. So four years of your life, you're going to be pregnant, essentially. And it's like, it's not really a guy's decision to be like, yeah, I want you to have five kids for me. You know, like that's, that's a crazy <laughs> yeah. ask. Well, I think most men start like at a higher number yeah, 100%. and then you have one, right. you have one and you're like, Ooh, okay. Maybe one more. And then you have two and you're like, absolutely no more. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I do think that's a yeah. pretty standard, um, like curve of guys of, in terms of how, cause I, when I was younger, I wanted to have four kids. Mm. Now I want to have two kids two kids but like you know it is what it is however like many we one have, and a we half have. sure <laughs> yeah but it's just an interesting thing yeah how it, a, a guy's like 
desire for a number of kids goes down steadily. And, you know, I, I do feel like two kids is kind of like the norm these days, especially with like, um, you know, it, birthing is a lot more successful these days. Like it used to be, if you have three kids, one of them might die. So you'd yeah. have, th- yeah, that's, a, that's why people used to have so many kids was because like three of them would die yeah. before they even hit six years old or something. Are like you that. talking about like the 1800s? Yes, I'm talking or... about like colonial <laughs> I don't times. think it goes back Where? that far. Where are these kids? What? What? Where is this at? I would love to look up the statistics, the stats of this, because I bet he's like referring to like earliest twentieth century, like early nineteen hundreds. I bet it wasn't that long ago. Modern modern medicine has come a long way in the past fifty years, and that includes childbirth. Like, think about. I mean, just. I mean, I don't know what you guys are gonna do in the delivery room, but like, think about. You know, this kid. When did the epidural come around? Yeah. (laughs) First of all, not soon enough. Yeah, our kid is gonna come out hi- walking, high fiving, and slam dunking. Like Carl's six five, and I'm five eight, and I'm I, I am terrified about what's gonna happen. Big babies, <laughs> they're gonna have to cut it out of me because <laughs> I mean I'm I'm literally gonna be like a hot air balloon walking around. <laughs> or it could go the other to, way. Like, the kid could be like have five enough three. room for this like giant inside <laughs> of me. <laughs> Um, well, that's exciting. We're uh, so we're so happy for you. I mean, obviously, that's still a ways down the line. It's hard to, um, you know, look that far into the future. You guys got to get married first, and then and then kind of go from there. But that's exciting that you guys are at least yeah. like talking about that and uh, getting your sperm tested and your egg virility tested. I don't really know how the term yeah. for that goes, but now we just have to survive wedding planning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How is that going, by the way? Because I am. Wait, stressed. I have a question. Oh, are you? So, do you help out? Like, I'm doing do everything. Do? I'm doing everything over here. He has here. not lifted one finger. Do you finger. guys have wedding planners? Yes. 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 Wedding planner. what, yeah, what's your I question? Have, I have Let's wedding planners here. Well, yeah. I just want to know if you're supporting Kaylin in the wedding planning process and, you know, if if you're chipping in, if you or if maybe or if you have delegated tasks, you know, like like your job is to find the band mm. or like, you know, deal with the food or um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're like a floral guy and mm-hmm. your job is to like put a Pinterest board of flowers together. The issue, the and issue with that is as much as I would love to have my hand in these things, Final, no, final approval She's always just goes better through at Kayla. It. I knew it. <laughs> oh, no, she I think a thousand percent. I agree with Dean. I was literally about to say that because I was going to call BS. Because, of course, like I have gone through this and I'm sure Dean's going through it right now where it's like, of course, I would love to help out. Like I've made decisions and then she's she's like, here, I want you to do this. I'm like, OK, I'll do it. And then I do it. And then she's like, mm-hmm. I does the whole thing. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And I'm like, what? I, this is what I like. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but it just it. I can't I can't have that at my wedding. Kaylin and I'm thinks, like, all right, well, never mind. I'm not going to do anything. Though. K- Kaylin thinks all of my ideas are like jokey ideas. Like I want an ice cream cake. I want to wear a, a penguin tuxedo. I want to have my I want to play an instrument at the wedding reception. And every time I come out with an idea, Kaylin like laughs at it. And I was like, oh, no, wait, I was actually kind of serious about that. So it's like, you know, I've got ideas, but I think at the end of the day, it's like it's Kaylin's dream wedding. And so how much of a say can I really have in that? And sure, I have a say in a lot of things, of course, but like, I don't think I'm necessarily like making the big decision. No, I run everything by him and then he just nods. He's never, yeah. I'm like, okay. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, you know, Carl, We so we struggled in the beginning. I, so we got engaged in August and then we were still filming. It was like high drama. Um. And then, 
right after filming, we went to Europe and we were finally able to just like celebrate our engagement. And it was a beautiful trip to Europe. We had so much fun. We were gone for two weeks and then we come home and it was like launching into BravoCon and getting ready for that and all the outfits and events and glam and shoes and jewelry, whatever. So that was a little bit stressful. And then I was like, okay, my plan is after BravoCon, then we'll we'll find a planner. Like plan step one, find a planner. So I found a planner. She like wrote the book on destination weddings. She's a little bit older, probably in her 50s or 60s. And, um, you know, she, she, I just was like, okay, this is great. Like, I feel like she'll just like hold our hands and show us (laughs) everything to do. And after like, and so we, we, we brought her on in, in early November. And then by like mid January, nothing was happening. I'm like, we still don't have a venue. We're treading water. Like, I don't know what's going on. And we had to unfortunately let her go because I was like, Mm. we're never going to get married. Like I just, we need to like go far and wide. We have a lot of criteria because you have to add in production and filming and crew and additional rooms and you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I need someone to like dedicate as much time to this and it just wasn't happening. So we kind of had to start over in January where we got rid of her, but then we like immediately sidestepped and, and um and filled filled everything with like a travel and logistics person and you know somebody who was able to understand our criteria for a venue and connect us with a venue right away um which is now the venue we're going to get married at and then now that guy has also connected us to a wedding planner who's local in Mexico and she's on it nice. so now we have like an entire team yeah. of help you know to make up for those 3 months of lost time but at first, I just was like, Carl, like, I need your help. And and he was like, well, you know, traditionally, um, wedding planning is the bride's job. And I looked at him and I thought, like, my head started spinning. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, sh- she's about to get activated. And I looked at him and I was like, do, 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 I, do I look like a traditional girl to you? Like, <laughs> Do you think I've had this wedding plan since I was 14 years old? No. And then I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm going to send out the save the dates. And they're going to say, you're invited to Lindsay's wedding featuring Carl. Maybe. <laughs> like, no, you're going to help me with this. Yeah, so, that's a good call. You know. Well, hey, if you, I, I know you're going to have a lot of cameras there. But if you guys need uh, any photographers, we'll fly down and photograph the wedding for you guys. Free of charge. Pro bono, obviously. <laughs> I mean, we always need photographers. Like, there's never, there's never enough. Um, well, Lindsay, this is a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. And thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Oh, my gosh, of course. Thank you, as always, for being such an open book. It's always nice to talk to someone that wears their heart on their sleeve. Um. We're excited to see well, what happens with you and Carl. I'm excited to see the engagement on Summer House. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, if you watch it. I will be watching. Watch of course I'm going to be watching. Come on. <laughs> my two favorite, I, what are you guys, contestants? No, my two favorite personalities on Summer House are getting engaged. I yeah. got I to watch that one, obviously. Um, but yeah, we're Well, exci- thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited. And good luck with the wedding planning yourself. And Jared, good luck with, you know, making baby number two. <laughs> well, thank you. Good luck with your wedding planning and everything in your future as well. It was a pleasure meeting you, Lindsay. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy for you. Okay, we'll talk soon. Sounds yeah. good. Check in in about five months from now. Yeah. And Love see it. if I'm still alive. I'm sure you will be. You'll be thriving. <laughs>
All right. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, Lindsay. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at help we suck at being newlyweds. And email us at newlyweds at iHeartRadio.com. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.